Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth and his wife, Gloria, are passionate about teaching Christians how to apply the principles of faith found in God's Word. They'll teach you how to overcome life's obstacles and live in victory. They have seven ministry offices around the world and are sharing the gospel in every available voice. You can watch their daily teaching program, Believer's Voice of Victory, weekdays at 8 a.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. In this message, Kenneth Copeland explains that the covenant God made in the blood of Jesus provides a way to live a life free of sin. Let's dive into the message. Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Well, what about the coronavirus? Have faith in God. What about my business? Have faith in God. What about my church congregation? Have faith in God. What about my grandmother? She has the disease. Have faith in God. She'll get over it tonight. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. I said, have faith in God. Praise God. I said, have faith in God. <laughs> Hallelujah. What did you, what, what did the apostle Paul by the Holy Ghost say? Above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby you will quench all the fiery weapons of the devil. Above all, the shield of faith. He could have said, above all, praying in the Spirit. No, that's not what he said. Above all, taking the shield of faith and stop him right where he is. Have faith in God. I'm a faith preacher. That's my calling. That's my specialty. I preach other things. You can't preach faith without preaching covenant because that's what generates faith. Here's two covenants. They're tied to one another. My daughter Terry texted me this. I'd, I'd never looked at that. I never stopped to think about it. But she said, for the first time, she looked up those words. And it's not like there was one and it stopped and then the second one it stopped. Well, I knew that. But she said, Daddy, that it, 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 it says this. It's like a rose that dies for the winter, but then the bud, you got a new rose. So you had an, an old covenant that died and out of that budded a new one. Isn't that, isn't that marvelous? Yes, it is. And it's an exact truth. Praise God. So I would like for you to look with me in Genesis, the 17th chapter,
When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Now here's what he said. I am El Shaddai. Now, now get that. That's the correct pronunciation. Not Shaddai, not Shaddai. It's El Shaddai. Say it. El Shaddai. The root word to the Hebrew word Shaddai is actually referring to a nurse, to a mother, and, and really refers to her, to her nursing her child. That's what Shaddai really means. God, our nurse, our father, our mother, the giver of our life, He's everything. He's all in all. He's, he, he's, he's more than enough. He is the God that's more than enough. I am El Shaddai. I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked to him. Fall on your face and God will talk to you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now then, turn with me, please, to the book of Ezekiel, the 16th chapter. Verse 5. Are you there? No, none, I pitied thee. Now, now, wait a minute. That's a little, in the King James translation, that's, that's, I mean, what? None, I pitied thee. No one had any interest in you. To have compassion on thee, but thou wast cast out in the open field. You were dumped in a field and left to die. I passed by and saw you polluted in your own blood, and I said unto you when you were in your blood, live! Now, we have used this time and time again. I, I learned this from Billy Brim. We have used this time and again, and it's worked every time that we have ever put it to work to stop hemorrhaging. I saw you in your blood and said, live! I've never seen it fail. Not one time. Not one time. Now, we've seen some pretty drastic stuff. Amen. I have caused you to multiply as the bud of the field. And you have increased and waxed great you're come to excellent ornaments. Praise God. Amen. 
Your hair is grown whereas you were naked and bare. When I passed by thee and looked upon you, behold, your time, your time was the time of love, and I spread my skirt over you and covered your nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with you, saith the Lord, and you became mine. That's what happened to you and me. That happened to us. Here we were, just little nasty people. <laughs> just little nasty people dying and going to hell. I mean, you know, hey, particularly me, man, I mean, I, was, I knew better. I was raised right. Wasn't my folks' fault I turned out like I did. Well, it was later. <laughs> Amen. I was running. Just running, man, just, just, just mad at the whole world. Dying in sin and, and terrible, terrible condition till I met Gloria Jean Neese. Changed my whole world. And then six months later, Gloria Jean and I met Jesus. <laughs> Changed everything. And he entered into covenant with us. We didn't know it. It was a long time before we found that out. Now, look at 16.8 again. When I passed by you and looked upon you, I swore unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord, and you became mine. Hallelujah. And you have a covenant with the same God. Yes. Tonight. And if you don't Accept him right now, the easiest thing you ever did in your life. And Brother Copeland, hey, you don't know what I've done. I don't care what you've done. You don't know what Jesus did. Does your Bible have the book of Isaiah in it? Well, let's look over there. Now, you remember Jesus found himself in the book of Isaiah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 25th verse. I, even I, am he that blotteth out your transgressions for my own sake and will not remember your sins. I couldn't, Barry, I couldn't get that. I, 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 Lord, 
I don't understand that. You said, you did that for my sake. No, he said, I didn't. I did it for my own sake. And very clearly, very clearly, he said to me, here, right here in my spirit, where everybody can listen, but if you just listen to your hearing, he said to me, Kenneth, do you want to remember ugly stuff on your on your children? I said, well, no. He said, well. Now, but as you, besides that, he said, if I remember your sins, I can't bless you. And I'm out to bless you, brother. I'm out to bless you, sister. That's my job is to bless you. That's what grace is. The true meaning of grace is God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ would like very much to treat you and me like sin never happened. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You still have to confess that mess and own it. I did it. Call it, don't call it your problem. <laughs> call the thing by its nasty name. Confess it. And he's given you covenant promise. First jump. Given us covenant promise. Whoo, glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. The very first chapter of First John. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood, say the blood. blood. What blood? The blood of this covenant, glory to God. <laughs> the blood of the new covenant. The blood of God. The blood of God himself that entered into covenant with you and me. An unbreakable covenant. What do you mean it's unbreakable? It's unbreakable. God's plan all the way from the Garden of Eden, Sergio, all the way from there. His, his plan was to work this and work it and work it. He had to do it ultra-legally, and it took a lot of years and a lot of time to establish it. He had to get it to a place. He had to work it so, so, so that the covenant of God would be between God Almighty and Jesus. You can't break it. It can't be broken. We get out of fellowship with it. The covenant cannot be broken. And one of our precious articles in the covenant of blood is right here. <laughs> I love it. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, you notice he said we. If we confess our sins, he is, a, he is faithful and he is just or righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Glory to God. 
not when you feel better about it. Your feelings don't have anything to do with this. It'll change your feelings. But you just, Lord, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I called him that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to forgive her one way or the other. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I confess it. I did it. I said it. <laughs> and I'm sorry to say I'm in every word of it. But I confess it as a sin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I thank you very much. I'm forgiven because you said so and you're faithful and you're just. I am forgiven. I receive my forgiveness. Glory to God. Now, all the time, I'm just feeling like a dog over this thing. But see, feelings don't enter into this. You let your feelings enter into it, it'll, it'll cost you dearly because you'll spend a lot of time feeling sorry for your own self, you sorry thing. <laughs> don't ever do it. Don't ever feel sorry for yourself. Don't ever do it. That's a form of grief. Don't do it. You get off into depression, grieving. Nobody loves me. That's a lie. I said, that's a lie. Jesus loves you. The Father loves you. I love you. I don't even know you. There's a lot of brothers and sisters love you. So you see, you don't fall over into that trap. You just stay away from that because we have a blood covenant. And he saw us wallering around in that nasty, nasty place. And he, and where we just spiritually just been dumped out in the field to die. But he came and he took off. He took off his robe. He took off his shawl. And he covered this little kicking baby out there in the middle. Somebody just threw it away to die. Is that a picture of abortion or not? Absolutely. Just kick this little baby out there to die, man. They care not about it. He just threw it away. Let it die. Who cares? He cared. He cared. And he took his shawl. I like to, I envision Jesus taking his prayer shawl off as a rabbi. He wore that all the time. That's the reason they knew he was a rabbi. And just put it over that little baby and picked it up and just wrapped it in his arms and said, I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll take you, little fella. I'll take you, little girl. You're mine now. I covenant with you. I'll be your daddy. I'll be your mother. I'll be everything you need. I'll, I'll, I'll give you life. 
you walk with me. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll build a house for you. I'll come in. I'll take care of you. I'll find you a husband. A good one. Amen. And I'll take care of all the bills. Yeah, I'll provide for you. Look what he said. He said, I'll bedeck you in jewels. I'll dress you out like you've never been dressed for in your life, girl. I'll make you wealthy. I'll make you rich here. I'll, I'll, I'll. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And it's all on me. Oh, I do have a little fee here, it's, but it's just 10%. <laughs> but then, hey, hey, but now, now, but I give you my word. My word's good, would you say? Oh, yes, sir. I give him a word. I'll never spend it on myself. I'll spend it on your spiritual development. <laughs> yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, he, I'm talking about God, the God that is very mindful of his covenant, his covenant with Abram, who became Abraham, was a national covenant. Ours is a healing covenant. Now, we have a salvation covenant and all that, but primarily, first of all, a healing covenant because that's what Brother Hagin called the dinner bell. Back in the olden times, you know, they'd go out there and ring that bell. It is time for the hands to come in and eat. Now, I, I, I remember on my grandfather's farm, praise God, if they had hands working out there mostly, most of the time, he would. But when he come harvest or when he come um, wheat harvest or when it came time to, you know, when he needed help uh, picking cotton. And uh, so they'd, they'd get out there and ring that bell. You know, boy, everybody would quit and come eat. Brother Hagin said, healing is the dinner bell. Healing is the dinner bell. People get sick, they need to be healed. And they don't care whether you preach healing or faith healing or, or dope healing. Man, get me well. Amen. And then they get saved. Now, Brother Hagin, somebody really got on Brother Hagin about this. And they said, you, you don't ever preach salvation. But he always gave an invitation. He said, you just preach healing all the time. He said, well, that's right. Of course, Jesus is the one that had taught him this. He said, that's right. But he said, if you just keep talking about healing, you just keep teaching healing, you just keep saying it, you just keep teaching healing, you just keep laying hands on the sick. He said, when I stopped preaching evangelistic sermons and began to teach and preach healing, he said, I got 10 times as many people say it, even more than that times than what I did preaching evangelistically. It's the healing. We have a healing God and we have a healing covenant.
Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Kenneth Copeland. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.